0: Yeah, dude, I've been struggling all day. I had, like, I bought some uh, IPAs yesterday. Yeah. I, I, dude, I they just make me feel all kinds of terrible after I drink them. Like,
1: and and while you drink them as well, right?
0: Yeah. So, like, I, I got up, I went to bed, like, I was in bed last night by 1. I slept in until, like, 10.30. Yeah. And just, like, could not get out of bed.
1: 10.30 is sleeping in.
0: Well, if you go to bed at one, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean anymore
1: no, I sleep like uh, I used to sleep in like four p m, Shit. or you know whatever you just whatever whatever I wanted oh. to,
0: yeah, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, well that, that i mean that's what i i I've gotten into this really horrible habit if I drink, I will order a pizza. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, like, the best thing ever in the morning, but it's, like, the worst thing for your body is to wake up at, like, 11.30 a.m. and then have a pizza in front of you by noon. <laughs> you just
1: feel like well, a flip. What kind of looks do you get?
0: Oh, horrible. Because <laughs> I'm clearly, like, particularly because it's Wednesday, right? Like, right. Like, obviously it's noon. Obviously I'm a little hungover. And I'm eating, like, a large pizza by myself at 12.
1: <laughs> and is it, like, a specialty... Fancy designer pizza.
0: Fuck no. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I like, I, so I stopped putting like pepperoni on my pizzas, so it's like today it was just a plain cheese pizza, and it was the best thing ever from fucking Donato's. <laughs> it's just shit chain, like, who cares? <laughs> I just don't give a fuck anymore.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, pepperoni's the worst, I think. Oh, it's, the, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, like I can it's just like, it's like acid. Eating and eating you away from the inside.
0: Right, and it's just greasy, and it makes you feel like shit.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. So that was your uh, today.
0: Yeah, and, and I, and I like I tried to go back to bed at two. <laughs> so like I got up,
1: like <laughs> ate like
0: half a pizza, <laughs> sat there for an hour or two, and was like, I should probably just go back to bed, <laughs> like a piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so good.
1: Yeah, I mean that works.
0: Yeah. Whatever, this is my week off. I don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> I'm just
1: Well, do you want to try to go deep on this one? Yeah, why not? You know, I just had like, you know, a couple of aspirin and uh like half of a blood pressure pill just to mediate my, you know, impending heart and liver failure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because, like, I'm not even hung over yet. You know, like, that's the steps I've got to take.
0: You took blood thinners and you are drinking alcohol, which is a blood thinner.
1: (laughs) Is that how it works? (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much what you just did. Well, well, when I drink, I feel like I'm having heart failure sometimes. So I figured that 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 would help. Yeah. You're saying it won't? I don't know. What do I know?
0: I mean, psychologically, it helps. Yeah, does it make you feel better? Yeah, like, I'm just imagining, like you have like one too many, and then there's just blood pouring out of your eyeballs. <laughs> That's the next step.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the, uh, I mean, I'm assuming it's it's bad for you to drink a lot.
0: Yeah, oh, it's horrible. It's like it's the it's like the second or third worst thing you can do.
1: But even while you're drinking, or just afterwards, like long term.
0: Oh, when, well, long term. It's basically like, so a long time ago I had a chemistry professor explain to me that the reason why alcohol or like ethanol um, is so unique is that it's a simple compound that your body has no idea what to do with because there's nothing that simple inside of your body. Hmm. Like your, your own neurosystem does not make anything like that. So essentially your body takes it and it's like a cheap sugar. And it just tries to put it in every system. And, uh, so like, like the headache from a hangover is the ethanol destabilized, whatever. It was long and nerdy and rambling. Basically, it's like the worst thing for you because unlike, uh, other drugs, they tend to target like specific systems with alcohol. It's everything. Yeah. It like literally goes into every system. Just dehydrates you. <laughs> You
1: know, is that what gives you that good feeling, though? Yeah. Is it really even a good feeling, though?
0: No, I mean that's (laughs) the problem, right? Like you just feel like you feel retarded.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I guess maybe like there's that peak, there's that peak level of when you hit it just right, you're like, oh, everything's great in the world, but then it's like that one sip extra, and all of a sudden it's just chaos.
1: It really is like you're doing it all for one moment of clarity. Like, and not even clarity, just like one moment where you don't have to, you know, overthink things.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, it's not even just overthink. It's like, it's like that one moment where everything feels like it's gonna be okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and every like everything leading up to it is just shit and everything after it is shit and then the worst part is after you have that feeling you know you're going to wake up tomorrow feeling horrible <laughs> so there's like a no incentive to not do yeah. it
1: again <laughs> well you're going to be one inch behind wherever you were before right so what are you drinking?
0: I've just got a milk stout right now and I've got some other stouts chilling
1: I'm having Fat Tire. I don't really like it, but uh I wanted to, like, be reminded that I don't really like it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Amber Ale. I, I like Amber, just not this. This is, like... What do you I mean, mean, it's okay. It's, it's... I mean, I guess it's above average, but it's still yeah. kind of... I don't know. I think it was probably better at some point. And then
0: I got I too big or something. Well, I, I think all I remember is when it first became available, like the first time I had it, people went nuts over it. And I had it in Indiana and I can't, I can't remember where they're, where they're from, but people were like going nuts over it and you could get like, um, 30 packs of it. Yep. <laughs> so people would just have those. And, uh, I don't know, man. Like I, I never thought too much of it. Except the thing I really like that they make, I think they make it is um their uh, triple. Because hmm. it's like it's only like two bucks for a for a bomber. It's like two ninety nine for a bomber bottle. and It's actually not bad, and it's really high alcohol content. Hmm. <laughs> huh. So, I, but I haven't seen that for a long while.
1: So, uh, what's your whole opinion on this whole um, alcohol beer culture thing? I, I
0: think I don't know, man. I, I think
1: uh,
0: for most people, it's just some stupid ass fad that yep. is is dying out slowly. Maybe I, I just don't give a fuck about it. Like, maybe I used to. And, yeah, maybe it's better than drinking Budweiser, but fuck, like, (laughs) who cares, you know?
1: You know, is it really, you know, you got to think about?
0: Oh, right, yeah, I mean, you get to the same destination, just you spend way more money.
1: Yeah, and uh, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's any better. I mean, I mean, I don't even like beer in general because it just takes too long at this point and then yeah. you feel like full
0: yeah I like I don't know I've really like cut back in general I'm compared to way back in the day but I'm like I don't know man I just like don't I, I anymore I don't get joy out of drinking with other people well, and and, I, and what I have found is just by stopping that my mood and disposition has improved immensely <laughs>
1: But uh, you drink alone, right? Is that worse? Yeah. I mean, everyone says that's worse.
0: No, I mean pe- people say that, but like I-, I also feel like I don't push it to the tilt when I'm by myself. You know what I mean?
1: But everyone probably knows that one dude who drinks alone who's a mess. But there's probably so many people who, I mean, they're alone, so they're no one knows about them. They don't have friends or social or drink socially. Right. So it's well, not like anyone can really communicate with all the people who drink alone, you know, responsibly.
0: Right. And I, I mean, I, I also feel like, for me, it's like here, there's no good public transportation. Cabs are expensive as fuck. So for me, it's just like more of a responsibility thing that if I don't, like if yeah. I'm not going out to a bar, there's 0% chance I'm going to get a DUI. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole other issue. And then you're talking about your, if you uh, get a cab, that's another... $15 added on to your ridiculously overpriced night?
0: Here, are probably at least
1: $30. Yeah.
0: it would From wherever I would go, it would probably be at least $30. One way.
1: Yeah. And that's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. So, I don't get it. I don't get why people bother. But, you know, they got to, like... Then they got to, like, spend the night at someone's place or... Yeah. Figure out some other, uh, you know, gimmick. Yeah. And I don't know. It just doesn't seem worth it.
0: Well, it's, I always feel like this, like there, I think there's some people that they have to drink because like it makes it life interesting or something like that. Like they're incapable of socializing without it. Yeah. And I've never had that problem. <laughs> And all it does is, like, for me, it's like the opposite. Like, it just makes me feel like I'm I'm drawing within because I'm always like, I feel like I'm self conscious that I'm going to say the stupidest thing on planet Earth, <laughs> and it will be funny to me, but no one else.
1: Well, well, I think a lot of people, and not just alcohol, they they do all sorts of substances where they they take it and they convince themselves it's the only way they can truly be themselves. Is if they are under the influence? Oh yeah, and it doesn't seem like that's that's accurate. It's more like a placebo. It seems like,
0: hmm. yeah. I mean, I I think that is uh, that's. I I think you're probably right. I, I to it, and I don't know. The thing that really always gets me is, you know, people like alcohol will always be acceptable. Right. In this country, and pretty much globally. And it's like when, when you just look at like most people, they can't handle it, period. Like they do something, they have some crazy emotional response, and I'll even lump myself into that category, that it happens from time to time, where, where they end up saying or doing something just completely fucking retarded. <laughs> and, like, just a million times over, Almost any other drug is nowhere near that bad. Like, you know, I mean, I think, and, and I, what I just don't understand is like people, they love it. They love it. And, and the further I go, I don't get it. Like, like I don't, I don't like being around a bunch of other people that are fucking hammered. Like if I'm hammered and I'm, you know, in a very controlled environment, I'm fine. But like out at a bar, when everybody is shit-faced, is my nightmare. I imagine that's kind of what hell's like.
1: I mean, it, it all depends. Like, I wouldn't mind being around a bunch of people who are buzzed, but, like, drunk people specifically, yeah, I think, are the worst.
0: Well, I always think, like, um, remember that one time we were in uh, Chicago on St. Patty's Day? And I remember this vividly. <laughs> we met you downtown. And all of a sudden, we hear what sounds like a baseball bat cracking a like like hitting a home run, like that exact sound. And what it was, was that there was was a group of drunk dudes like 20 yards away from us, and some guy just fucking decked it, like just hit him in the head so hard, he KO'd him. Just Hmm. knocked him the fuck out on the city street at three in the afternoon. Like, no other drug are people doing that. You know, for for no apparent reason. Like, you know, he probably just stepped on his shoe or something stupid like that, you know?
1: Well, yeah. But but I think it's also a matter of uh, just access. I mean, if you could mm-hmm. access PCP as easily as alcohol. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh. That, you know.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's an extreme, too. Like, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like lumping in heroin users or meth users <laughs> with anyone else. Like, clearly, those dudes are fucking hardcore. Like, there's just, you, you, like, to do, to shoot up heroin, you really have to hate yourself. Like, the whole process of injecting yourself with a needle is fucking intense.
1: So you're saying there's no moderate heroin use? Yeah. Like, it's just a little bit of heroin?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure, if, like, people would point out that, like, Keith Richards did heroin for, like, you know, 20 years, but he said the only reason why that he got away with it is he never did intravenous injections. He just did intramuscular. So, like... (laughs) Right. Which is, like... just like, a bit, (laughs) like... Of a cop-out.
1: Yeah. You know. Or they snorted it. Right. Yeah.
0: And, but... But, I mean, like... Um... So, I I just heard... About my shitty... Dope-themed... Career criminal... Uh... Cousin. Who, apparently, his shit has gotten so bad... That the only veins he has left are in his neck... Wow Yeah, no, no wow, I hope he fucking kills himself I mean He fucking, no, this, this dude's a piece of shit, dude <laughs> While we're at it, let's just go well, all in okay, well I, 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 like, I have not felt hateful for a while, and I, like the past few days has just been
1: Okay, so this is your cousin Yes Who's a piece of shit
0: Total piece of shit He, um, when he was like five or six, he tried to burn down the neighbor's house by uh, balling up a bunch of newspaper in their garage, which was attached to the house, setting it on fire inside the garage.
1: Well, I, I, you know, I don't doubt that he's a piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) However, um, something I came to the conclusion uh, recently was just the idea that no one chooses the situation they're in. And I just mean that in the sense of, like, environmental factors that lead people into the path of being a piece of shit.
0: Oh, no, th- this kid... No, so th- this is what I mean. This kid has never had a chance. Like, I don't really necessarily believe in evil versus good. But if there was somebody I've ever met that was just born fucking evil, <laughs> it was him. And, you know, his mom, my my aunt... Well, his dad was, like, a drug dealer. And my aunt is fucking crazy, and you know, like she used to do shit, like just smash his head into the wall and stuff like that. Right. Right. And so, like, you know, he never had a chance. But on top of it, he just was like born a sociopath, <laughs> a real sociopath.
1: <laughs> yeah. So- I, mean, I mean, it's it's still hard for me to you know define or wrap my head around, but. Like, what were his chances?
0: You know, not none, zero. Like the fact that he is still alive isn't is a shock to me. And and so like and and then he started using heroin on top of it, on top of everything. So like obviously like his criminal behavior went from like from very small, petty shit to stealing everything in sight, being a violent motherfucker. Uh, you know, destroying homes just to get the copper wire out at random, like homes people were living in—insane yeah. <laughs> levels of criminality. And uh, apparently, the only reason why he's not in prison right now is because he rolled on a drug dealer. Huh. <laughs> so his time's probably short.
1: But you don't think all that heroin heroin use was to mediate the pain?
0: No, I don't think he ever felt pain. No. No. When when I when I tell you this, if you, if this were a normal fucking person, I would I would be right with you. When he was in 3rd grade, a psychiatrist told my aunt he's a psychopath and he probably needs to be in a mental institution for the rest of his life. Huh. That that's what I mean. This kid is is just a piece of shit.
1: Yeah and uh I think that uh my position on it is like with these situations i mean I mean, I think so often we collectively come back to the idea of vengeance on people who are pieces of shit mm-hmm. as opposed to just you know locking them away or doing whatever we can to just make sure they don't right do destructive shit
0: right and well and, and i'm I'm right there with you like and it's. I, I when I say I hope he I hope he fucking shoots up too much and just pieces out off the planet because he has done nothing but put misery in other people's lives and he is incapable of doing nothing but putting misery in people's lives.
1: say so yeah. you don't think like in a, you know 50 years of a treatment a no. prison, he could possibly contribute anything.
0: No, not at all. Like, all right. So here, here's a for instance. Uh, this was the last time I saw him. He was probably like a freshman in high school. He's a couple years older than me. He wanted to stay at our house, um, and they were leaving. So in his thought process, he uh, we started hearing screaming from a different room so everybody goes running in and he has like a 30 pound stool like a a big step stool up above his head and he's about to smash his sister in the face with it because in his mind if he hits her in the head with the stool she will go to the hospital and he'll be allowed to stay here for an extra day (laughs) that's not normal (laughs) but it's a linear it is a linear train of logic it's just really fucked up
1: yeah Uh, you know do you ever wonder that um, well like I have some ideas that I play around with that uh, they're not necessarily plausible but it's good to uh, consider Uh, the idea of like do you think we could have just been born into this world and we just quickly learned everything it is we know Within the time frame of like age zero to three, hmm. or do you think that there could have been a pre sort of existence to our own?
0: Well, I mean, I think it's kind of like there, there is a lot of things when you talk about like genetics and biology that it like your tastes, your reactions to things. Are somehow hardwired in from birth, um, and, but in terms of like a metaphysics, like I, I don't know. Um, but but in terms of just rope biology, I think there are certain things that no matter how hard you try to to overcome or whatever, it will be impossible because it's hardwired into you at birth. Like whatever whatever roll of the roll of the die, it landed that way for you. You know what
1: I mean? Uh, but the point I'm trying to make is, like, don't okay. you think it's um, it's strange how quickly we adapt, like, to ideas that just, like, the moment before we're born are completely foreign and then suddenly, you know, colors and the physical world. Mm-hmm. Do you think there could have been something before? Do you oh, think well, there could be, like, a transformation between, like one life form to the next, yeah. like, I mean, phases? That's,
0: well, well, that's always the question, right? I mean, yeah. basically, for whatever reason, and, and it's always like, this is the thing that the uh, people that deny evolution, they, they say, then, where is, where is the missing link? And they have a point. We just haven't found it yet, and it would be interesting. It would be extraordinarily interesting to figure out Exactly, that's that step between ape to man. What your, the fuck? Your is Your cousin? Actually like? What
1: isn't your cousin the the missing link? No, it's like ape, that, and then smash the his sister over the head, and right. then human.
0: Right. I mean, to 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 an extent, yeah. They they, they mean that's like kind of like I always thought Pat Oswalt had that really great bit about um why he loved the religion. Yeah the whole sky cake thing. Just just because he he's dead right that like society prior to religion was exactly what my cousin was. Whoever was biggest and strongest basically could say, I want to fuck that chick and just smash her over the head with a rock and fuck her. (laughs) Like that's the way it went. And if you stood up for her, they could just kill you. And somebody came up with a false reason as to why they couldn't.
1: Yeah, and I and I think that that's probably close to what happened. I don't think that like oh before religion everything was peaches.
0: No, yeah, fuck no. <laughs> I, I and I I mean I I think. what well, we all right. So this is this is my my favorite mental exercise ever, and it's a, it's the perfect thing if you ever start feeling like cocky about what you're doing, who you are. Sit there and go. Try, Just try to come up with a list of people that actually contributed something that changed humanity. Right? And I don't mean like little contributions. I mean like people whose ideas forever, ideas or actions, forever changed humanity. You can't come up with a long list.
1: But but that's the whole thing, and I think that's right. that's the problem with people is that the the concept that they need to be so important. I think that's a bigger issue.
0: Oh yeah, of course. It's yeah, like I mean, that,
1: people want to be, you know, whatever some amazing thing. Yeah, and the
0: only thing that's real is fortune and fame. You know, I mean, that's that's. uh it's it's unexplainable. I mean, it's not unexplainable. It, I always feel like people feel as if they're way more important than what they are, simply because they can think. Yeah. Even though they might not choose to think well, they might not be doing anything like in the grand scheme important.
1: No, but they're they're the you know the hero of their own story, whether and it's usually a delusion but oh. they are in their own head. so oh, 100%. They're always going to see things from one singular perspective that revolves around whatever they're into. And yeah. the less they involve the rest of the world, the more I think probably just um, deluded and misguided they're going to be.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's I, I mean, the, how... I would what, what my like this is something I get into a bunch of arguments with um, you know because I do a lot of like or I'm starting to do research in this area how can you define you know consciousness in terms of uh, what's actually going on in your brain like like we know there are interconnections we know things just fire but you know, this need of being the great I and then having the thoughts in your head that just pretty much spontaneously, randomly happen inside of your brain. Like where does that come from? (laughs) You know? (laughs) And and there's a huge there's a huge division. I mean I, I get looked at like I'm a kook because I take the the more like uh metaphysical, you know, stance where I don't think anybody can ever explain it, whether that's important or not is different
1: No, I don't you know but you know uh, Deepak Chopra says the same thing, you know, he tries to like worm his way around anything scientific with like Well, prove where a thought comes from and I'll give you a million dollars
0: Right, (laughs) right Well, I mean, that's one of my one of my favorite uh, philosophers of late, David Chalmers. He's the guy that basically came up with the what he calls the hard problem, which is the more we learn about neuroscience, we learn the way the brain works, but nobody has like the the the, uh, simplified. This is how you think. Like this is why.
1: Yeah, yeah. You think? No, no one. No one has it, and you know. But, but that's what always rubs me the wrong way about people like Richard Dawkins, you know, with his yeah. immense anger, and then, you know, he had a stroke recently. That made sense.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, 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 well, so, like, the, I, I read this really great, basically, rebuttal uh, very recently where, where somebody pretty much just said, it doesn't matter, so, like, let's stop fucking talking about it. You know, like, you're, it, it's kind of like... And, and, I, and this is something I agree with, like, it, it, it's... For me, it's more of the mental exercise of expanding upon the what-ifs. But in terms of intrinsic value, it does not matter, like, why you're thinking. It matters that you're thinking, but why? You know, like, it, it, like who gives a fuck? You know, and... Uh,
1: but, but how do I transform all this from nihilistic indifference into something i perceive to be productive yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> because it goes both ways it's like it helps you but also it's like it paralyzes you with indifference
0: well yeah i mean the, 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 that's the like in general it's not even like if you start thinking about anything right yeah. like actual actually thinking about trying to deconstruct even the simplest of elements. Compared to everyone else around you, you're fucked. Simply because most people just accept whatever is going on around them. And that's it. And I'm not saying you're elevated, you know, or anything like that. That's what so you're saying. If you, if you really view the state of things, it's there's only one conclusion to draw, which is that nothing really does matter all that much. So, and, that, and that's a positive, in my my opinion. But you talk to most people, and they're just stuck. No, you know? it's,
1: it's, it's horrifying for some yeah. reason. The idea that things aren't, you know, ultimately that important. Oh, yeah. But uh, do you find yourself waiting for the day things finally click? Like that one thing that's like, oh, okay, now things make sense. I see somewhat of a clear vision, some path to follow. Yeah. I, I wish. And what is that about?
0: Well, i I'll tell you, I don't know. I think like, I feel... I don't know. I feel like I've started on some of that with, like, what I want to do. You know, probably what I'll be okay at. But I don't... I Like, in terms of explaining the big picture, who knows? You know? I mean, it, it's one of those... It's one of those things where... Uh, you know, I... I think, I think for years, I really just railed against all of this, like, hocus pocus, you know, religion and politics. And, 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 and then, like, the further, the further I got along, I just hit that point, Taylor, kind of like you say nihilistic indifference, where you just go, like, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and suddenly people, you know, are not going to shoot each other in the face for no apparent reason, like they've done every day since day one of existence it's just not going to happen right right okay so why get angry that anybody ever does that right i'm not going to wake up tomorrow and people aren't going to con somebody out of their life savings because there's always somebody on the take so why give a fuck about it like it's just you know it sucks that it happens but it's like, the, it's like a coping mechanism. If you don't feel indifferent about it, then suddenly you just have this ball of anger. Cause you're trying to find justifications for everything and justifications for why you're right. But, you know, it, it, if, if you're rich and you obtained your wealth by being greedy and shitting on people, it's in your interest to keep shitting on people and being greedy, right? If you're poor, it's in your interest to fuck over the guy next to you just so you can have a tinier, extra piece of pie. You know? I, that's existence. You know, I just, I, 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 I don't know, man. I, I try to like work up that anger I had when I was younger. And I don't know, just over the past year, I've lost a lot of it. And I, and some of it is that. It's like, I can't do shit about it, so why care?
1: No, I think I feel a similar way. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it's hard for me to put it into words. Yeah. But, you know, like, I don't know, can you give me some examples so I could, like, riff off of them?
0: Examples?
1: Examples uh, of some, like, things that people care about.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, right now, people really care about Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> okay, that, that works. <laughs> okay. Like, that whole thing, it's, it's like, <sighs> I, I don't want to be like the contrarian position person, but, yeah. you know, you, you just, I mean, obviously, I feel a certain way about that whole thing. I think it's, you know, a waste of time to, listen to him oh yeah but it's the people who are you know bad-mouthing him they're they're not as smart as him they're 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 like clearly more dumb they're just and they they just point out like one consistency in something he said like it matters but but it doesn't because they're a small you know vocal on the internet minority right who aren't looking at the context of an entire nation who, who, who see things in a different way than they do and they can't possibly be like convey it. So they're in this small group, this small, like, I guess, pseudo elitist group who doesn't really have any influence over, you know, over anything in the political realm, but they think that they're above it, but they're just talking about it. And, in the meantime, they're just generating more press for the right. problem
0: right and, and it will like it's one of those deals where to him in particular, I think like in the past, I would get really, really worked up about it. I would you know have something horrible to say, and now it's like it's like, <laughs> dude, that really is the shitty you know mass of humanity that's what they fucking want. They, that's what the rat race runs. So, so you just basically look at it and go, fuck you cunts. I hope your kids get fucking AIDS, you pieces of shit. And let it go. Like, there's no, you know, there's no, like, I, you can't argue with somebody like that that really believe his rhetoric. It's kind of like what you're saying where, where, you know, from from this elitist position, you go, oh, how, how could you be so stupid? No, the, you know, it's the genius of the crowd. (laughs) It's not... It's not you being so smart and them being so dumb. It's them realizing if there's enough of them, their opinion is correct. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter.
1: Um. I mean, w- w- when I look at that big picture, and I-, I think he's the smartest person on the stage. I mean, whatever stage he's on. But I also think that there's a false correlation. Like, there- there's a false positive notion people have for intelligence i think which is which is going to sound like i'm bashing intelligence no. and in a way i am well, but I, yeah, yeah. I i don't see a correlation between intelligence and morality at no, all there's
0: none and and actually what what i was going to say you, you're pointing out something he is the smartest politician currently in his yeah. field and the reason is uh basically if you view him compared to a Democrat the Democrats tend to go we need to you know rely on what the expert opinion is he's sitting there going saying people don't give two shits about what experts think and he just says whatever anybody else wants to hear which makes him a non-entity like yeah and again it, it's one of those things where like you know, I read people like making pleas and, 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 in trying to sound smart against them. Just hit the fucking point and go, fuck you cunts. I hope your kids die. Like, that's what's going to happen. You're going to, you know, is there going to be a political stagn- stagnation going on? Uh, the world's going to want to shit on us because they think he's a dick. So like, why, like, why even try to argue it? Just go, good, vote against yourselves. Fuck you. Drag me down with you.
1: But he's like, uh, you know, just someone who feeds off of the negative energy and any attention, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, and, and it seems so transparent, but apparently it isn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. The more but, you talk about him, he wins either way.
1: And and it seems like a very basic concept. Okay, like I mean, let's say he loses, he still wins, right? So, like, I don't even know if he was serious to begin with.
0: No. Well, no, that, that's what, there's an interesting theory out there that the only reason why he's running is to tank the Republican party. Yeah. Which I thought interesting. Well. <laughs> I mean, that could very well be true. But I, as I was, I was talking to somebody else about this and I said, like, the problem with him is you have no idea what he actually represents, what he actually thinks, what type of policies he wants to put ahead. He could be doing all of this to get into office. And then be one hundred percent the opposite once he's there.
1: I mean, like he's probably not very different from like g level genius. If, oh yeah. If he, you know, but it's it's about the way you use it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So he could he could clearly. I mean, he could definitely. He's probably capable of doing something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, no. That that's that, that's what I think. You know pretty much he has a message designed for everybody he personally thinks is beneath him.
1: But, but w- <laughs> what I think is, um, what is his deal is basically, uh, he's probably mostly serious or, you know, somewhat yeah. about what he says. And I, and I think that the impetus for this whole thing, because he used to be a Democrat, correct? Forever.
0: Oh, probably. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know shit about him. I just know he's a, like, I, I just can't stand listening to him speak.
1: And I think the the point where he probably turned is when his ego was just bruised and destroyed was when he, he made that, you know, psychotic video where he was, you know, more red than usual, uh, talking about uh, Obama's birth certificate. Oh Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like this outrageous thing, and then like a month later, you know, he released it. Yeah. And then suddenly, you know, he just looked like an idiot. And that probably hurt the ego of a guy who thinks very highly of himself. (laughs) And I think that that might have been the whole, you know, reason that he's doing, like, with such fervor, is to just recover from whatever perceived slight or embarrassment that might have been.
0: I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I, I think he's just an egomaniac. That the ultimate ego trip would be to be president of the United States, that, and that's he doesn't give a fuck about anything. He just wants to win, which well, is fine. There's a lot of people like that. Like it's just.
1: But what know? would you say? What, what is he if you strip away all this stuff?
0: Oh, he's just an eccentric rich
1: guy. You don't it's think like, he's just incredibly sad?
0: Oh, he probably is, yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, that's kind of like what uh, that John Oliver thing. I don't know if you saw it, but that's what he pointed out, that um, anytime anybody has a genuine criticism of him at all, like if it's about his looks or whatever, he will, like, for the rest of his life, go out of the way to send something to be like, see, it's not true. And uh, (laughs) it's kind of like... It's kind of like how he always mentions how rich he is, right? Really, really rich people don't have to tell you they're rich. (laughs) They just are, right?
1: (laughs) Well, well, rich people with, like, a sense of good taste, I guess I would... Right. But, yeah, he just strikes me as, like, a very sad person. Like, and I, I don't disbelieve the sincerity of what he's saying, necessarily, most of the time. But, oh, yeah, I, but think I think he believes it. I think it's just uh, misguided, and but but it's you know I I also very much dislike the fact that you know it's like it's like a booby trap that has a big sign that says booby trap next to it, and people are just they just keep falling in like lemming well, I mean, like one yeah. after <laughs> like you know you're just being manipulated and trolled and yet you're still biting every time, not just the first time. Like, like I can't even believe that it's lasted, like, six months or whatever it's been, and it's going to continue until November. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. I, I thought it would have ran out of steam by now.
0: No, well, that, that's what, you know, I think what, what's crazy is that they're saying that, like, Basically, he has a message that has cut through all swaths of society somehow. Well, I should say all all swaths of white society somehow, and I don't fucking get it. But
1: well, it's yeah. it's the backlash against the politically correct stuff. But it's right. but it's also his brilliant manipulation of the people who disagree with him. And it's like anyone you could listen to, whether it's. You know Anderson Cooper. You know, like you, you see it like before you've even seen it, what they're gonna react to whatever he says. Oh yeah, and you know he he knows how to manipulate the media in that sense.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That's his. I mean, that's that's the only reason why he's you know being considered is because he has basically manipulated the media into being the best free advertising you could ever get.
1: Well, well, it's because they disagree with him, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But, they're the ones, you know, propping him up because they want the entertainment value of having him be in the spotlight. Yeah. So, yeah. They, they want the ratings that he's going to generate with their shitty journalism. And, and they need that. So, like, they prop themselves up by, you know, like, look at this tyrant, but if they actually believed in that, they wouldn't, they would sidestep that and not
0: right. give any, would,
1: you know, credit to these stories.
0: Right, I was also going to say, they wouldn't give him a view, like, like, if you're going to do the comparisons, because basically people are, and the comparisons I've heard are, like, to Mussolini or Hitler, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it would be like them going, this Adolf Hitler guy's kind of a kook, and then giving Hitler, like, you know, two hours on TV, it's just, like you you don't get it both ways. You don't get to go. I think this guy's a piece of shit that's fucking uh, ruining humanity, and then talk about him. You know, for ten hours a week, <laughs>
1: on, yeah, on, like,
0: to millions of people.
1: <laughs> it's like you can't say you can't compare someone to Hitler and then smile and nod across from them for two hours. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's kind of what they're doing. Ugh. It's so, like, yeah, he's he's Hitler, but you know, he sells. Like, right. But but I think that's the problem in general with the media is that it's just too caught up in uh, commerce to really be objective. Like oh, it yeah. needs to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everything he says gets fucking hits. You know, like, <laughs> you you're. It's one of those deals where like, like I said, like I I have not heard a single one of his speeches ever outside of, like, little clips, you know, here and there. But I'm not, like, if I see him on TV, I change the fucking channel. Just because I know he says nothing that I really want to hear. But compared to the people around him, you know, he's like a sideshow barker, you know. He he says it loudly and he gets your attention. It's... So if if you're not somebody who's, you know trying to see through that. It seems really attractive.
1: Well, I I've uh, listened to him to some degree, I guess. But it's like it's like an interesting form like a like a hyper intelligent form of like dementia or something. Yeah. It's not necessarily something I take seriously.
0: Well, the, one of the things I was going to say is is it's actually kind of brilliant it's like an ultimate jujitsu but basically he goes out of his way to say nothing so that you can never really hammer him except for the fact that he says nothing and then when you try to tell him you've effectively said nothing he can continue on his train of thought of just insulting you about how you didn't understand what he said
1: but people also, you know, they put him in front of, like, some weak reporter who doesn't know shit. Oh, yeah. And who can't, like, cultivate, who doesn't operate on the same, you know, rules that he does.
0: Right. Well, he is the same, like, he's like Bill O'Reilly If Bill O'Reilly we're in politics. Like, O'Reilly wins arguments on his TV shows by looking strong, quote unquote, by just yelling, shut up, you're an idiot, and then cutting somebody's mic off. Yeah. He didn't lose. <laughs> he just didn't let anybody <laughs> respond.
1: And to some degree, though, that's the way the world operates. Oh, yeah. And so I can see why, you know, people would do that. And politicians do that all the time where they, you know, they just cater themselves to whatever the mass appeal is. Oh, yeah. But do you remember that quote from, uh, thank you for smoking? Mm. Which one? Uh, It's about, like, it's not, like, who's right. It's, like, who has the better argument.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's politics in a nutshell.
1: I mean, I think that's, like, human socialization in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. Because that's ultimately what matters. But people get so caught up, like, in being right versus what, what it really means is, like, who can convey their message.
0: Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. That, well, it it was really interesting. There was, I saw a Neil deGrasse Tyson interview where he lamented on the fact that um, they're, like, basically, Congress is not representative of the people. And the chief thing that he said is, he said, when you have people making decisions on, for instance, like finance or you know whether to fund the sciences or having to make these difficult engineering type of things that aren't engineers they have to rely on the fact that politics is the game of who's of not who's right but who makes a better argument and can win at that moment and those are two vastly different things
1: yeah and that that was one of those quotes that hit me hard and uh, I've got it here Um, that's the beauty of argument if you argue correctly you're never wrong Mm. and and I think that that's true and it's not a matter of like is that right or not it's just a matter of that's what reality is that's what reality dictates and then I think Trump is a Great example of
0: that. Yeah, no, I mean that's. I, I think he speaks. He's kind of like what I was saying. He he speaks to people's insecurities extraordinarily well, and he does it in a manner that he see he appears strong, and you know that's what's selling.
1: Yeah, so, it's, it's working so far. I didn't think it was going to last so long.
0: Oh yeah, um, I'm right there with you.
1: But but a lot of people are very fearsome, and you know they hate Trump. Well, what do you think of that?
0: Well, I mean, I, I you know, I think one of the things is is he's basically in a lot of states. You know, he he is um, he is like he, he basically is only being voted on by what we could basically claim is 50% of the population right now, right? Yeah. So if you figure that the other 50% that doesn't get to vote for him or isn't voting for him right now will probably annihilate him. Probably. I don't know. But
1: do you have low enough faith in humanity where you think Trump is actually a legitimate contender?
0: Oh, no, he is.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean he is, but I think that part of the reason he is is because there's no one with any gravitas on the republican party
0: yeah and no, 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 that that's uh
1: I, I mean if you look at the numbers uh between say Cruz and uh Rubio and uh whoever the other one is you know it, it's like they're they're higher in number than Trump is. But it's just divided into, you know, Trump versus like three other guys. Yeah. So I, I you know, I have to wonder, like, it's, it's yeah. a weird thing that we always have to put things in a duality. Um, you know, Democrat versus conservative, but I think even within the system, um, even within the parties themselves, it's the same thing. It's, it's Trump, but it's, Versus three other people who are kind of reasonable, but people are all divided against that. And I, and I think in the majority of cases, um, like the the other contenders outnumber Trump.
0: Right. Yeah, so, if, you, if you put all of their votes together, yeah. So he was running against a very diluted pool. Yeah. And and compared to his competition, like, like we're saying, he sounded very brash. It just made me think. I tried to find. I was trying to find this quote because uh, you made me think of this. But uh, uh, this is I, what's really interesting is when this started. I, I was reading, um, rereading um, "Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail" nineteen seventy two.
1: Yeah.
0: By Hunter Thompson. But so he had this quote, and this was the one I was thinking of. He said we've come to a point where every four years, this national fever rises up. This hunger for the savior, the white knight, the man on horseback. and Whoever wins becomes so immensely powerful, like Nixon is now, that when you vote for president today, you're talking about giving a man dictatorial power for four years. I think it might be better to have the president sort of like the king of England or the queen and have the real business of the presidency conducted by a city manager type, a prime minister, somebody who's directly answerable to Congress rather than a person who moves all his friends into the White House He does whatever he wants for four years. The whole framework of the presidency is getting out of hand. It's come to the point when you can when you almost can't run unless you can cause people to salivate and whip each other with big sticks. You almost have to be a rock star to get the kind of fever you need to survive in American politics.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah, I think it's like a perfect summation. And (laughs) well, he also had this the, from the same book, it's like in the opening chapter. It's one of the best things you ever heard. Yeah, uh, where he's talking about um, the Nixon election, he said, "This this may be the year when we finally come to face to face with ourselves. Finally, just lay back and say it that we really are just a nation of 220 million used car salesmen with all the money we need to buy guns, and no qualms about killing anybody else in the world who tries to make us uncomfortable." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's. <laughs> That book speaks volumes today as it used to, you know.
1: And uh, when was that written?
0: 1972.
1: So, and uh, it, it applies pretty succinctly today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, so it was really funny because he was writing that book because he viewed it as a reaction to the 60s, basically. And, that, and that's where this, the, like the whole Nixon being elected and then reelected eventually. And I, and I found that very, you know, it's kind of like now. It's just this turbulent time where, where we don't really know what's going on. Kind of like how, uh, Obama was a, was a reaction to George Bush. Right now there's this whole idea that, well, what comes next? You know, we basically, we have more problems now than we had then. So how the hell are we going to do it?
1: So, but. Trump is uh 25%, something like that, probably, of the voting
0: populace, yeah.
1: Or, or like, you know, you could be a little bit more generous, but, like, I think he's probably, like, a fourth of the voting population, maybe. Yeah. But I don't see someone who is going to say vote for Ben Carson switching over to Trump.
0: No, yeah, that, that, and that's the real existential crisis. Because let's say that's the that's the guy that the people want and they install somebody else, you know, people will he Trump has the resources to basically run as an independent. So yeah. he could split the vote even more, you know. Which would go which would guarantee a loss for the Republican Party no matter what.
1: Well, I remember seeing part of an interview where they asked him about that. Are you gonna run independent if uh you know whatever you don't get the nomination
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh he had a brilliant response I thought which is like he's like well if the uh Republican party is fair to me I I wouldn't do that yeah so it, he's he's thinking like seven steps ahead and like how to manipulate his own uh party so that they basically they have to side with him or else he's going to, you know, enact vengeance and ruin the whole uh, just ruin their whole side.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I, but yeah, like and anyone going for Cruz, I don't see them switching over like Rubio Cruz.
0: Well, and and here's the retarded thing about about that is that when you when you view that on their side of things, Cruz is hated by his own party in Congress. Yeah. It's basically admitting that he would get nothing done, and he's such a dick that he would try to veto stuff all the time. And it would be at the point where they would just, you know, people would vote against him for the sake of voting against him.
1: And uh, what do you think of him? I mean, I don't, you know.
0: Well, it's kind of like I said. The only things, I, you know, I, he is in like a, basically a non-entity as well that just wants to win, and he's a hardcore ideologue. Um, it, you know, it goes back. His first, the first thing he did after he was elected into the Senate was a uh, filibuster over like a very tiny issue, kind of embarrassing the the, the establishment because that you just don't do that shit. Like,
1: <laughs> well, you just it's you know it's like impossible to picture him as president. He's got that disposition about him, Uh and I don't think that's going to happen. And obviously, like, Ben Carson seems like a kook. And, and I don't really think anything of, uh, Rubio. So, again, Trump is the best and even, even he seems like, you know, not that impressive. Mm-hmm. But, but what I think might happen is just Hillary with, uh, Bernie as his, as the vice president.
0: Yeah. I would imagine that they're, were, they're were going to cut some deal like that.
1: Because you know, like I, I don't like either one of them, but you know I would like to hear your thoughts.
0: Oh, on dude, I like this I was I was saying for, for me, nobody running is somebody I would say is politically sound <laughs> at all yeah. and, and, and and I just mean what I mean is like if you view it as if you view politics like war, right? Essentially, Sorry. you've got uh, one, you've got Trump who's somebody who has no political affiliations, basically runs around and says, my army's the biggest, my army's the biggest, my army's the biggest. On the other end, you've got Hillary where basically people have been building a case against her since the fucking 90s. Okay? So there's people that have a lot of ammo to dump on it when they get the opportunity. Uh, or or not you know or not do anything with her. then you've got Bernie Sanders somewhere in the middle who um, has has what people would say are good ideas perhaps idealistic and there's nothing wrong with that but you know it, it, it's kind of like the wouldn't it be great if we could all get along you know type of thing <laughs> yeah and uh, and then the other the other Republican candidates are you know they're just different levels of hyper conservative and insane. I, I just... I, I I don't see anyone that's running being anything other than the lame duck president.
1: Yeah, and, and like Hillary, for example, she just seems like... I don't get anything out of her in the sense of... I don't see any gravitas or person... like anything personable about her. I just yeah. see her as someone who is like a vessel for saying things people want to hear, and she's really good at that. Yeah, I, the, she but, like, is, she doesn't seem like a person. Do you see her as a person?
0: No, no, no. She she one hundred percent is the status quo. Yeah, that 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 is going to be. Um, yeah, I mean that that is going to be. Her, her thing. She's going to, you know, just keep the boat afloat. And she's admitted as much. Like, there's no, there's not going to be any sweeping change that she does. It's, you know, it's going to be more of basically what we've had going on the past eight years, if not the past 16. Well, um,
1: what do you even know about Hillary Clinton, though?
0: Oh, about her as a person? Yeah. Uh, outside of the, you know, the factoid sheets, not much, right?
1: Well, I don't I don't even know what that is. Like, what Is her you know thing? Well, what is something that Hillary Clinton likes besides power?
0: Yeah, that's that's about all I know about her.
1: (laughs) That that's all I can even wrap my head around, and I wouldn't even care about that if she she spoke about that openly. Yeah, but but I don't get anything out of her. I don't see anything like I don't see any sincerity to her. And I don't even see anything to her that even resembles like, like. He, did you ever watch the interview of the Iceman?
0: Oh yeah, dude. Like, like that's he seems. <laughs> he seems so good.
1: More personable and human than Hillary does to me.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And and, yes. <laughs> and that's not to say that that's you know true, but that's what she gives off.
0: Right. She's just a career politician who always has to say "quote unquote" the right thing.
1: And and I think that she's like a house of cards, reptilian sociopath. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what it seems like. I, don't, yeah. I, I can't really prove it, but like, some people are like, "I love Hillary," and I'm like, well, "What do you love about her?"
0: Right. Yeah. They they don't, and they don't know. Like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with saying you don't know. You know.
1: How how could they not know that she is not right? She seems off. Yeah. Like have you seen her attempts to try to like be hip and stuff?
0: Oh yeah, to be a real human being. Yeah. Dude, well no, see here's the thing. The thing that I do know about her, she is she's a rich schoolgirl. And that and that's all she's ever been. She has about as much in common, uh, you know, at, with us as as uh I don't know. she like, she's got to have nothing. I mean, fuck it. Well, why try to be nice and colloquial about it? Like, I, I have nothing. It, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm pretty much at this point, I'm so out of touch with it, because I just don't give a fuck. I, I don't... I, I view her winning as, no, like, basically nothing changes. Nothing changes. I, I view Bernie Sanders winning as possibly... Um, there might be a
1: positive... <laughs> I think things will change. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't yeah, know if it'll now. be good. Right, right. I mean, that, yeah, that, that's that's where I'm at, too. Like, it doesn't mean that anything... But but I, it's one of those deals where I... Like, you know exactly who the fuck that guy is. And you know exactly what the fuck he thinks, right? Like, yeah, which is yeah. retarded for a politician. <laughs> but at the same time, it, it's, like, refreshing. Because he just really is like, dude, we're fucked. Like, I mean that's pretty much his message we're fucked
1: yeah Uh, well I remember I first encountered Bernie and like I don't know how I came across it but it was like 2010 maybe like C-SPAN or something he was just going on for like an hour you know repeating you know in his shouting voice story after story like the coal miners you know they can't afford to heat their home because of this and 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 that's really an attractive quality because you know you can tell he's sincere about it oh yeah and yeah. uh but you, but I like him as a politician I don't I don't like him as the main politician
0: well yeah and I think that that's the uh that that's going to be the, the real problem is people see politics doesn't happen in a vacuum you know so but one of the problems is is that um, I think people give undue credit to the president like basically yeah. the president can go to Congress and present a bunch of ideas and then it still has to make it through both ho- you know both houses yeah. in the Supreme Court
1: well uh, I mean the conclusion I came to regarding this is like I mean ideally there are certain things that I think can change that would help greatly but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you want for your nation, if you're thinking of your specific nation, because regardless what you want to do, if you wanted to, say, um, give more power to the people and all this stuff, that, that's not going to jive well with a, like a global culture where everyone still believes that one singular person should have entire control over a nation... At oh, yeah. least an image. Oh yeah. So there still needs to be some, you know, leader elected to, to that position, and I don't think that's going to change for a while.
0: Well, yeah, and, yeah. Dude. I don't know. I, 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 it's one of those, it's one of those things where, like, it's like again, like, you know, we, we've sat here, we've talked about this for like thirty or forty minutes, and it's just like, ah. Uh, like you just go like, what's the fucking point? Like you know, <laughs> well,
1: this, well, that's... This,
0: like like you or me, right? What is the effect that really is going to be built down to you or I?
1: Like, well, like, what does it matter to us? Right, and and and
0: by that I mean people go, oh well, you know, like your health care, yada yada yada. Yeah, but like. Things aren't going to change all that much. You know, no. there's still going to be some corporation that's going to fuck, you know, fucking rape you with a hundred thousand dollar, you know, bill. If you even think about getting chemotherapy when you have cancer. So, you know, what what's the fucking.
1: I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I think it just comes down to me. It's just like it, it affects people psychologically to believe in all this stuff and to believe it's important. Yeah. And then that eventually finds its way to you, and then I just go, oh, that's a weird social phenomenon. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like I have any investment in it. But it but it's interesting just to observe, I guess. Yeah. And and it's interesting to like watch people who seem to have faith like this is gonna be the turning point. But but it's yeah. not really, I mean I mean, I don't like Kanye West, but I'm sure he has more of an influence than...
0: Yeah, on most people than the fucking president. Yeah. I, dude. I, I, that, I mean, what one of the things that, that kills me, right? You, we have more access to information than ever. Theoretically, we should be smarter than ever. Yet everyone in this country, on whole, myself included, are woefully ignorant of most things.
1: Well, I think the main issue with that is going back to the need to see everything through a duality. And what I I mean by that is just, you know how you can't have, like, a Black Lives Matter conversation without, like, someone saying, well... All lives matter. Like, yeah. Like, look at this awful thing that, you know, yeah, well, we get racisted on as well so and and it's just like yeah but that wasn't really the point to this whole thing right and, uh, but but it it but it's an accurate thing to bring up though it's like reverse racism like if that's a thing which it isn't but if if you wanted to say that argument you would be totally right to say hey look you know black people are shitty too
0: Right. Well, I think it's... You know, I read Colin Quinn's The Coloring Book, and I, not only did I find it funny, but the whole... The, the point of the book was if only we could actually have uh, honest conversations with one another tonight that were not basically branched out into these two encampments. <laughs> and he's right. And so, like, each chapter is about... Uh, each different race and like what's good, bad and shitty about them in, in only a way that Colin Quinn could write. Um, but the, uh, one what, what of the, 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 chapter on, uh, uh, black people <laughs> it wraps up with basically like, you can't really blame white people for all of your problems anymore. Like, yes, it's, they're shitty, but like, yeah, if you're saying my kid's not getting a good good education, and you're taking you know your five kids to saw three <laughs> at midnight on a Tuesday, that's your fault. That's not like the white man's fault. Well, and shit like that. Yeah. Like, yeah and 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 it, yes, it's a gross oversimplification and a really shitty example. That's you know just to be funny, but but uh, uh, the point the point stands like you will never hear. Anything other than, oh well, like the, these institutional problems, or like you know, um, w- without acknowledgement that like most most white people have no bearing on that shit. Period.
1: Yeah, and uh and I think it was you I said this too. Like, why would you care about black yeah. people problems if you're not black?
0: Right, right, yeah, and you're, and I, I thought that was actually a very valid point, that why is it in your interest to give a fuck about how an entire other group of people are, are doing?
1: And and you totally should care, but, like, yeah. uh, on the base level, why would you? And, and there's really no reason. Right. It's like, yeah. why would you care about female problems if you're not female? Like, right. I mean, yeah, there are certain things that are going to guide you maybe to care about that, but on a, at a base level, that's not on your radar.
0: Well, you know, it's kind of like what I, what I've made it to is like, there, there's the institutional side of things when, when people are like, oh, well, this is all fucked up. It's like, really, for me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking poor, so I can't do shit. It's not like I'm in charge of anything, you know, like I can't be the guy that, you know, breaks down the institution. The only thing I can do is say, if I were there, I wouldn't act that way, you know? Yeah. That's it. That's the end of the argument. But but when when people are like, you know, hold that hold that shit against you, it's like it's really you just want to go like, yes, it's really fucked up that I could go walking down the worst neighborhood on planet Earth, uh, or not planet Earth, but, you know, in the country, as a as a white person at three o'clock in the morning, and the cops would just kind of look at me and go, get the fuck out of here, yeah, but they wouldn't hem me up, you know what I mean? Like that is about the only benefit right now that I've got. From this, and people say, "Oh, it's a white privilege statement." You're fucking right, it is, and and I'm 100% aware of it. And you know, fuck. But like, what do you like? What do you want me to do about it? Because I'm not a cop, you know. I'm not. I'm not the, the 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 HR person. I'm not the you know. So on down the list, there's not shit I can do about it. But other than say, I wouldn't act that way in that position. Hopefully.
1: No, and, and, and there's this, there's like vindictive attitude often, it seems, to people who have that quote privilege when it's not their choice. Right. It's not like you chose that position
0: or you chose
1: to like vote for the denigration of an entire race for your benefit.
0: Right. That you were born into it. And, and what, well, it's kind of like, I I don't always view it. It's kind of like the, the the statistics of number of people uh, versus per capita in terms of things that like, get held down. I always tell people, like, I, I always read this, like, where, where my dad's from is extraordinarily impoverished. And it's out in the middle of nowhere. So those people have no opportunities whatsoever, right? Yeah, Hey, so the only reason why I bring this up is when when people say, "What's it, like, you know, like, oh well, you know, a greater number of African Americans in particular are on, are basically in need of public assistance uh, per capita." There's right. it's still a lesser amount of people right overall, um, and it, it's fucked up. But then when when you talk about it, like, uh, pretty much. I, I I this is not me going like I don't see color, but what, what I what I what I'm gonna say, I feel bad for the people that are poor and live in rural areas, white, black, whatever, because those people are born in the generation upon generation of people that have no opportunities and no money to leave. So they can't expand. When somebody is living in a city and therefore it has inherently greater opportunities to escape their their situation. Hmm. I don't feel as bad for them because if you wanted to change, if you really, really wanted to change, you could.
1: But this is all, I think what it boils down to is that every time you can say, have a conversation about race. Yeah. Okay. One race is going to complain. Right. And then the other race is going to say, but what about this? And it doesn't even matter how minuscule, you know, their example is, right. It's still going to be valid, but it's still going to be, it's just going to be a pointless distraction. But by the original race, not addressing it, it's going to be like, it's just going to continue the problem because if you don't address all the problems, you're kind of addressing none of them because regardless if you're, you know, if you, if you have bigger, uh, problems, that person in their own head doesn't understand your problems because that's not, you know, their problem to deal with. Right. And they see from, like, a myopic viewpoint uh whatever they're going with and whatever, like, the result of, say, you know, that how that racism towards one group affects them in a negative way. Right. And they're sort of, like, in a mind lock and... And and it's it's another situation where it's like ninety nine percent versus one, which which I hate because it was you know it was always like historically probably us against them, but then they try to like shrink the numbers down to like one percent, so you're demonizing a small group of people, and oh, then yeah. you got more people on your side, and it's like oh now now the fight is on.
0: Well, it's always the illusion of freedom and choice and, and things like that over reality. Uh, you know, no, mat- no matter what the situation is. I mean, the, the, the truth of the matter is, uh, you know, essentially, uh, you can boil racism down to um, a, a degree of basically economic separation and, and, you know, getting people to point fingers at each other. Um, well, somebody makes money off of it somehow, you know, or screws you over and you're not really concerned about it. It's stuff like that. What, what, one of, I think, what one of the hardest, harshest realities is when you tell somebody nothing in, the, like, nothing else in life is fair. I mean, and by life, I mean biological existence. There's no such thing as fairness. Yeah. You've got what you got. You have to deal with what what's set out in front of you. But because we have but, this level of consciousness, people think that instantaneously we need to you know balance the scales.
1: But I think you know people get so caught up in that idea of fairness, yeah, and order that they will like dwell on that to their own detriment. Like they could move on. And deal with the situation or like they could accept it or yeah. they could fight against it and just be, mm-hmm. you know, self-frustration.
0: Well, what was, yeah, and he, here, here's a great example of this. And this is actually something that's interesting. I, I probably should have brought up. And I totally understand everything I'm admitting. I'm an idiot. I don't know shit about, about much. <laughs> I'm not, not going to sit here and, you know, be like some other, some of the other people you've recorded and act like I'm well versed in, in any number of areas. Um, <laughs> as an idiot, uh, I was listening to, um, I will usually listen to NPR on my drive to and from, uh, school. All right. So one morning they had a article, um, about how we have all these affirmative action policies in place for how, how we're getting funding for people to go to college and what they were finding is that there you know and there are there are a lot of reasons for this so i will i will i will you know caveat it what they were finding is they were giving scholarships to um, um african american students uh and what was going on is you figure if you get the college degree you'll rise in uh, economic standing, et cetera. They were finding that wasn't true. So what went on was they, they, um, went back and they were like, well, what the hell are people even majoring in? And so what was going on is that they were giving away all of these scholarships. People were majoring in stuff where there was, uh, little to no work, right? Or the stuff that they majored in were ended up being like service jobs, like social work or teaching. Yeah. So, like, the salaries aren't great. Okay? Sure. The, this was in the morning on my way there. Sure. During the afternoon, they ran an article about how there were not enough uh, black professors uh, represented on college campuses. And I mention this because the liberal arts is one of the most diluted competitive areas, one of the least paid, you know, areas... So what they were what they were in effect saying in the morning was people with persons of color tend to get degrees and things that don't pay very well and they couldn't figure out why people weren't getting their PhDs yeah. and then getting jobs and and I was and I was talking I created was talking to but I was like well I, you know I'm in engineering school almost all of my professors are persons of color they might not be from America, but they're almost all persons of color. They're not, they're either Asian, Indian, Pakistani, uh, Arab, <laughs> you know I mean, just uh, everything, right? Right. So what was interesting is that there was no acknowledgement of the morning story that actually poses this explanation of why maybe people did not go to get their PhDs. And then find jobs uh, in that.
1: So, so, so you're of, saying you heard two stories, and one of them was like correlated with the other, but not actively.
0: Right, not not actively correlated. And the only reason why I bring this up is, because like you said the need to be outraged. People were basically the, the the afternoon story was well, what's the problem? With you know, like why is this going on? And there's like, if you listen listened to the morning story, you basically just said, overwhelmingly, people tend to group in, you know, these areas. And so, I, you know, anecdotally, I was thinking about a long time ago, I knew a lot of um, black people that, that had full-ride scholarships. And only one of them was getting a degree in anything other than African-American studies. <laughs> There can't be that many jobs for African-American studies professors. And that degree, you basically have to get a Ph.D. to work.
1: And then what would you do? Teach African-American studies?
0: Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, there's just no need for it. Like, And, and it's kind of like, um, you know, I, you, you just see that and you're like, well, why, like, put the pieces together there and you see a, a, a larger problem. The problem is that for any number of reasons, people are either unequipped or unwilling to do the much more difficult paths where they would be amply rewarded. You know?
1: Is it that people don't want to think for themselves that they can't find an alternate form of expressing whatever it is they're going for uh, just in a a different way, their own take on things? Because it seems... Like again, people are just trying to find something, some system that makes sense to them. Yeah. And by everyone having so much faith in that, they get caught up in certain things that end up bring, being uh, fruitless to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's it, and that get that's kind of you know to to call back to you know, a while back, you know, or when we first started talking, I was like, dude, like I I look back at my old life. Say I was an angry, just dissatisfied with everything. Like, oh, uh, and it was because, like, like you're saying, you try to come up with your own sense of this is how it should be, yeah. and then it was like a wake up call at once. All at once, where just like there is no such thing as the way it should be. It's kind of like that that Lenny Bruce quote.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> the, the, the way it should be is the lie. And, you know. The word is reality.
1: Sergeant Barnes.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Guess what do y'all know about death? Hmm?
1: Y'all experts. Y'all know about killing? I'd like to hear about it, potheads smoke this shit so to escape from reality yeah I don't need this shit
0: I am reality
1: there's the way it ought to be there's the way it is